Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministries are accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Share your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Romans 5 verse 17. The Bible says that through one man sin entered into the world and death began to reign. Then he said, much more, much more, much more. He said, much more they which receive abundance of grace. They, this scripture blows my mind. He said, much more they which receive abundance of grace. What does he mean? The grace of God is already available. The problem, I keep saying, the problem can never be God. The problem will never be God. The problem is always us. How much we want to, we want to take. Do you want to be blessed? Or are you, are you waiting for some manifestations of blessings? God is not going to increase or do any blessing. You see, if you understand what grace is, you just, his unmerited favor. And the Bible says that he has made it available. The problem is not God. The problem is always the believer who will mix unbelief with belief. That is always the thing. And remember, when you mix unbelief, With faith. You don't produce death. You will not enter into rest. For example, you need some financial breakthrough, like they say. How much of your faith have you expressed in the word of God in relation to finances? Once you can mix with faith, the Bible says you shall enter into the rest. The rest of what? The rest of not worrying about it because it, sh- it will manifest. Can I say something to you? When you buy the corn that produces popcorn, when you buy from the, manufa- from the seller, do you bring the seller to your house to come and pop it? Whether you put in a frying pan and add whatever to it or you get the popcorn machine, the the popcorn depends on you. The popcorn does not depend on the seller. Why? The seller of the corn has made it available. And the seller does not tell you how much of the popcorn you can make to eat. 
If I bring a bag of popcorn, of corn, that produces popcorn, I can choose to do um, a handful or a half bag or a full bag. Nobody stops me. In the same way, God has made his grace available. And the grace of God contains everything. You know, when he told you that whatever you even pray about, he knows. What it means is that he has already made provision. Let's stop making God look like God is holding on to something that he's waiting for an appointed time to give you. My Bible doesn't tell me that. Jesus never lived that life. Whatever he wanted at any point in time, he got. Whatever he wanted at the spur of the moment, he got. He showed us when he was raising Lazarus from the dead. He said, Father, you know I, will not, I wouldn't have prayed about this one. But for their sakes, they have an unbelief. They have, the spirit, they have unbelief inside of them. Because my work with you, or my work with you, sorry, is a work of the consciousness and the awareness of possibilities. So there is no way, there is no time where Jesus will think that the, uh, God, God, God will do it or God will not do it. You know, we have believed this thing to a point that sometimes when somebody is sick, we even think that it's God that made you sick so he can show forth his glory. It is God that allowed me to have an accident so that he will show forth his glory. It is God that allowed me into poverty so that he can show himself strong in my life. It's wrong. He doesn't do that. Whatever you read in the in the gospels was part of the old testament and now we have a new covenant where he has now taken charge and he said i will do i will i will because in john chapter 9 the bible says that there was a blind man who was born from the from birth and then they asked the question lord is it his is it his, his parents sin or his sin that he has committed and then jesus said no he has not sinned. It's not his sin. But that the glory of God might be, might be made manifest. Because of that scripture. When you are going through poverty, you think God put you there so that he will show forth his glory. Are you not aware that the glory has already been shown? When Jesus was raised from the dead, he was glorified. The glory of God has already been made manifest. The Christian is lazy. The Christian doesn't know. So the Christian is still thinking this. Jesus answered, Neither has this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest. So God will not put you in, in, in a hospital just so that he will heal you. Then he will show that God is powerful. Or God will put you in some situation of lack. And then he will bounce you up and then you say that lie. No. That's not what the gospel is. The gospel means that God raised Jesus from the dead. And when he raised Jesus from the dead, he made all things available. If today you can still see rainbow in the sky, should tell you that this God is not a liar. Because nobody has ever had ever seen rainbow until Noah's time. And after Noah's time, whatever description God gave, Whatever 
he said concerning the rainbow we see today when the clouds gather right now and there are showers and after the sun begins to shine you will see the rainbow it tells you of his truth listen to me the earlier you enjoy grace listen grace does not happen in vacuum grace does not just happen grace happens with your faith and how much of faith you have the bible says romans the bible says that much more they that receive and i told you that me and i showed you that word receive means lambano take see the, the word receive here is not holding your hands and saying lord i receive no yes it's not passive it's not stretching for your hands and say lord i receive then you create you create a space in your palm and i wonder how much you can take with this the bible said that much more if death reigned he's saying much more whatever i can receive i can lambano from the grace available it will be much more than the reigning of death death has become so death was so popular that everybody in every country in every city was afraid of death even today that is how popular death is but bible is saying that if you can lambano if you can take the abundance of grace whatever you take you become popular you spread that is what it is and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life you need to be conscious that lord i want to make news for you i want to reign in this area for you you see your lifestyle should not be like the unbelievers all the fact that people have a lot of issues in their marriages does not mean that is the standard the fact that people have businesses and it goes up and down up and down and they say oh your business cannot be you know once you must it must come down and then you must it is not the standard the bible the word of god gives you the standard you see it is the way you think you need to renew your mind you guys don't know who satan is i don't want to talk more about him but when you do a study of him you will understand this guy will never leave you alone he never left jesus even alone And, and can I tell you this? Sometimes, most of the thoughts you have, they are not from you. Most of the thoughts you have, when, when I was, I had spoken in tongues, I was coming, Satan spoke to me. He is not afraid to do that. This is his job. If he doesn't do that, he is not Satan. This is what he has become. To deceive you. That is it. Speak words that look like real reality. So there are a lot of thoughts we have. They are not from us. Not even one. They are from him. Do you remember? Jesus said, here cometh the devil. You think that's the first time Jesus saw him come? That was the first time he proclaimed that one to them. 
That was the reason why Jesus would give himself to prayer. Now, why would God, why would Jesus, 100% God, 100% man, he could do whatever he wanted to do, but why would he devote himself to long hours of prayer? Continuously. Long hours of prayer. Long hours of prayer. Long hours of prayer. Because if the devil was not afraid after 40 days and 40 nights, he won't be afraid when Jesus is not praying. Even Jesus, after 40 days and 40 nights, listen, your prayer, Satan will not cross. But when you are done, he comes. He always follows the word. So you are praying, party, you are fasting and everything. He will stay off. Sometimes, even when your prayer and your fasting is not from the spirit, he comes in and stops you right in the middle. You wanted to fast for seven days. You stopped in the, on the third day. You wanted to pray one hour. He stopped you in 20 minutes. But for people that pray often and pray from the spirit, he, he will stand afar off waiting for you. When you are done, he comes. The Bible says, and after Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he said, the devil came. The tempter. That was the word about the tempter came. And he said, if thou be the son of God, turn this stone into bread. He didn't care about 40 days of fasting. He didn't care about 40 days, 40 nights of prayer. All he came is to do his job. His job is to deceive you. His job is to tempt you. His job is to trick you. The question is not about the devil. The question is, are you geared up? Are you, are you ready to stand every deceitfulness of the devil? How you will stand is not dependent on whether God is on your side or not. How you will stand is dependent on, on how much faith you have. In that area, the devil is deceiving you. Look at how God, God revealed him. And when the tempter, hmm, the tempter means his job, that's what he does. When he came to him, he came to him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if he came to Jesus, you are too small. You are too small. Is it Acts chapter 23, verse 10 and 11? Said, so and when there rose a great deception, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces, he's trying to tell you they beat Paul, commanded the soldiers to go down and to take him by force and from among them and to bring him into the castle because they beat him. And the night following, the Lord stood by him. Some of you don't know when, when Jesus becomes real to you. It is in your pain sometimes. Not pain for the world. Not pain chasing a girl or a boy. Or not pain doing something. No. Pain in preaching the gospel. Pain. Jesus stood by him. 
and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear also at Rome. There is no oh, sorry, you'll be fine. Now I keep reminding you this so that your service to God you will go far. Don't listen. I was saying that if if we had worked hard, we have done what we did Friday, or you have gone to work and you have gone for a retreat or whatever, and it's Friday and Sunday, and you're supposed to come to work on Monday. You will not tell your bosses because we went for the conference and training. Let us come to work at 10 o'clock. You can't say that. You must be there. If it's 6 o'clock, you must be there. <laughs> you get it? Yes, it does not, they don't care. They work, work must move. But you see, in the house of God, it's not like that. God must understand you are tired. Tired of receiving from him. Hey, today's Christianity, I am mobile. You sit in the car. In, you sit in the car. Out, whether your car or public transport or whatever. To receive from him. And you are tired. This man had to walk all the way to Jerusalem. To do what? To preach the gospel. And after preaching the gospel, the guy was beaten. Go back. Go to verse 10 and do um, uh, TPT or something. When shouting match, when the shouting match came, in, became intense, the commander, fearing they would tear Paul into pieces. You just do something for small, small for God and you think God must come and pamper you and carry you. And God must see that you are tired. Anytime I work for God, eh, when, we, when I finished preaching, I slept at 3 a.m. I woke up at 7. Went to greet and thank people who, who came. And when we went there, I had to preach for five good hours again. Then we left, drove, and came here. When we came, they were setting up the place. I had to come and stand here for a while. Then I went inside there. I sat behind my computer, preparing for today. Then went in for a while, and then came back, stood around, went to the room, came back, sat down, because somebody said something in the scripture whilst I was teaching yesterday, and I wanted to understand what the person was saying, so I started researching into it. Somebody mentioned about the works of law, of the law and the works of righteousness. And I wanted to understand what the, what the Bible actually means by works. So it took me some time sitting down studying. When I realized I was getting tired, then I had to go and take my bath quickly. Drink some cold water. Not to advertise tiredness. Because there is some rema I must catch in the word of God. Then I went to lie down for an hour. Then we came back here to come and pray. And prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. <laughs> I was sleeping around 3 a.m. The Holy Ghost woke me up again. He said, pray. Then I had to pray. When I slept, then I realized they were making noise. When I woke up, 
Then I heard Pastor Bright doing gabaya baya. Because you see, there is a rema waiting for me to catch. If I catch it, I will be better than you. If I catch a rema from the word with understanding, I will become better than you because I have an understanding that is deeper than what you know. The day you also catch a rema from the word of God, it adds onto the portfolio of knowledge. You become better than another. So if I begin to see manifestations in my life from God, it is not because he loves me more than he does to you. It's because I chose to lambano. He said they would tear him into pieces. He said they, they had to intervene and order his soldiers to go into their meeting and seize him and take him back to their headquarters. Charlie, they wanted to tear him apart. As, as a prisoner? No. As a preacher of the gospel. Sometimes when you are too tired for God, I wonder, what are you doing for him? Are you preaching the gospel to him? Are you going around teaching the gospel, walking on the ground? Get, get to that point where you don't entertain and advertise tiredness, especially when you have done something for God. Don't you go for lectures sometimes, you go very late. Even when you are tired, I remember when I used to go for lectures at 6 a.m. So that we close one at 9 p.m. They will intentionally put at 9 p.m. And the next lecture is 6 a.m. And when you are late, this man is so not nice that he will notice you and deduct from your what you guys call IE. So 5.30 a.m., you, you, if you don't bath, your body feels some way. You get pure water and then you do some something, ablution. <laughs> and you walk, you walk from the horse to the hostel, to the, to the lecture hall. You walk, you see, you walking. People are running, running. Why? They are going for lectures. We are going to gain knowledge of man. You run to go and receive knowledge of man. That doesn't assure you work. But when it comes to receiving knowledge of God, it tells you where your faith is. You don't treat lectures like that, but you treat going to God's house like that. This same God is the one you cry on and say, Lord, now that I'm finished, please open the door so I can get a job. If you can give God that, the lady that used to sit where Stella is every Friday, Wednesday, she comes here by 5 p.m. Sometimes 4.30. <laughs> She's in a hurry to come and catch something. She's in school. She has not finished though, but she has gotten a full-time job. This is what God does when you put him first trust me I know this he will put you first see the normal requirement is that you must finish school and the job is not a meager one it's a very good job very good money you see the standard is that you must finish school receive some, some job if you don't even have your certificate they will not employ you correct but with God he will give you a job even when you are in first year. You don't know this God. That night, our Lord appeared. I prayed God will appear to you. 
our Lord appeared to Paul and stood before him. Hey, can you imagine that? The guy has been beaten, blood, his nose, his head, his body, his aching. In those times, they didn't have mercy. Yes, Nobody would run and come and say, oh, oh, please, oh, oh. Because Satan has influenced them. And they are beating Paul. Stones, clubs. They, they used to use clubs a lot. Club you for preaching some gospel, some Jesus. Why are you saying Jesus raised from the Jews? You don't go there and blaspheme. They beat him. Blood. Body. I'm sure, I don't know if he had broken bones, but I'm sure he had something. Bruises all over his body. Because the Bible says he was almost dead. So imagine a thief that has been caught. Hmm? Beating until the guy can't open his mouth again. Like he's almost got his eyes rolling. That is why the Bible describes it is like, you know, cutting a big rock from a mountain and hitting the person. What is it called? Tribulation. Yeah. That's what the Bible describes tribulation. Cutting a big rock from a, a mountain and making somebody lie down facing up like this. Lie down. And then the rock on the person. Bam. That's how the, the, Greek, the Greek describes tribulation. He said, like, your life is being sapped out of you. That is what Paul went through. None of us here have ever been through that. You are zealous of a result, a reward. You are zealous of a crown. You are anticipating some big reward. That Jesus said, behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is in my hand. To give to you for what? Thank God. He's a fair God. Thank God he's a merciful God. You know why? Because somebody would play the fool, not be in Christ, and do everything, and just on the dying bed, the person will receive Jesus and go to heaven. If God will give that person a reward, the same as he will give me, who have been serving, then he's not fair. That is why he said, the work you do, huh? the work you do, it shall turn to gold, silver, hay, straw, and wood. Stubble. So he's fair. And when God says you deserve straw, he's, he's, he's fair. When God says you deserve diamond, you deserve diamond. Remember, he cannot lie. It is impossible for him to lie. He is not a man to lie. So if God says you deserve gold, nobody can argue because he watched. For the Bible says that he stood before Paul. He saw what he went through. Um, Jesus saw the blood. He saw the broken, the bruised body. He saw the back. He saw Paul almost gone. And he never said, Paul, sorry. You know why he didn't say sorry? Because Romans 8, 18 tells you something. Say for the, for the sufferings of our present time cannot be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. Every time you want God to pamper you and say, oh, my daughter, sorry, it shall be well. God doesn't do that because he knows the glory that you are going to receive. He said, I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled in us. 
So when, whenever you are you you work for God, Kakrano, you are tired, no, we should we should pamper you. If you if your glory is with you, will you share with me? We have been working. The pastor cry and say, Oh, thank you. Am I your rewarder? <laughs> Am I the one going to reward? I'm not the one. Me, I'm, even, I'm even thinking about my reward. Maybe you, you, the, you, the member, might even receive a better reward than me. You might receive, no, you, heaven, eh, you will see wonders. You will be shocked. Like, hey! Of course, that's how come you must have revelations into heaven. You will be assured of what is waiting for you. Don't let the pains you go through, and when I say pains, I'm not talking about your work. You go and work in the bank or in your office or cook or, or brush or, or dance or play football. How are you, my friend? <laughs> eh? Or go and catch ball. Then you go and do and then they kick you. <laughs> and you come back in pain. Then you say, Lord, look at the pain. <laughs> Lord, Anna, your son. Anna, your... You see, the fire has been burning me. I've sat behind fire. Meanwhile, their souls perishing. That is Satan for you. He will just instigate people around. And normally when I go through this thing, I like it. Because I know the, the suffering of this present time cannot be compared to the glory. Show me King James. Or amplify. It cannot be compared. It means it's incomparable. But what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed in us and in us, to us and in us and for us and conferred on us. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a glory that is about to be revealed to you us, in us, for us and conferred on us. There is a glory. So if you are suffering, suffer Suffer for the Lord. Not suffer in marriage. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Not suffer in business. That's what I'm talking about. Suffer. Are you with me? Yes, Mosquitoes are biting you. Huh? You are tired, but you are still standing. You are tired, but you are still, your voice is gone, but you are still singing. You have sunk to a point where it looks like you are, your, 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 your track, your, your, your voice cord is about to tear. You can feel fire in your throat. You can feel your legs are wobbling, but you are standing. Why? There is a soul that must come in and must be saved. And I enjoy doing that. Beat down my body. For we look not at the things we see, but the things that we do not see. All these things we are saying, one day, just, just coming a, a day, you will know that this is true. In the time of Noah, that is what was said. The rain is coming. The rain is coming. The rain is, they laughed. They were enjoying life. They were doing everything. Until one day, a drop 
Then they believed that all these words of Noah were true. Now they have been stopped from entering. I was talking to my brother. He's a man of God. And he was telling me about a vision God showed him. You know, he saw um, Independence Square. Or, eh? The ark. You see the ark on the Independence Square? Uh-huh. They were going to play football. And then he saw that the clouds had gathered, become so dark. The wind was blowing. Then the Spirit of God asked him to turn. So he turned. And he saw that ark. And the ark immediately turned to fire. Then it started going up. And he was watching. And as he was watching, the thing was burning. Then he saw the head of a lion showed up in the ark and was roaring. And was roaring left, right. Left, right. And the Spirit of God said to him, tell my church, that in as much as I am loving, I am a roaring lion. You know, that signifies the rapture. How some of us will be left behind. He is a loving father. He loves you until that time. Remember on Friday I was teaching you a word. He said, today, today, if you hear my voice, don't harden. Don't let your personal issues counter cross God's agenda. Don't let your looking for job become the paramount thing that, that becomes better than God. Don't let the marriage you are looking for become the most important thing in your life. Huh? Because the same lamb is also a lion. He woke up. It was like Jesus said, tell my people, tell my people, tell my people. Don't let this rapture thing we are talking about <laughs> happen to you. Then you realize that, hey, we were saying it in church. But I didn't listen. But the point is that God won't change his mind. Remember, he is not a man to lie. Not the son of man to change his mind. He does not change his mind when he takes an action. Especially on those two days. The rapture, of course, the second coming will not be here. We will be coming with him. So if there is any work to do. See, I'm a young man. I'm so blessed. I can live life. But I choose to live for him. Because one day, when we enter into glory, when the owner of this world, the one who, by his blood, Purchase the world. When he comes, you have read the Bible, and the Bible tells you that, and he, he, he made he gave work to workers, and when the master came to give rewards, there's coming a time where the master of this world will come. It's not your husband, it's not your wife, it's not your boss. <laughs> the owner, the owner of this world will come. And he said, See, behold, see, I am coming quickly. When the Bible says quickly, you know, the Greeks explains it this way. It's not, an, it's not um, something that he's planning to do. The Greek says, when that day happened, 
Whatever will happen, will happen so quickly. That's how it will happen. So see, as we are going to heaven, <laughs> your reward is already measured. Like it's so quick. We don't have time. Your reward will not be, it's just a short ceremony. Because we have a longer ceremony of celebration. Charlie, I tell you, some of us, you have not go and preach the gospel until somebody throws water on you. You can go and chase a girl and they pour water on you. And then you feel like, I'll do anything for you, baby. I'll do anything for you. For, for. But you go and preach the gospel and somebody say, I won't listen. Then you're angry. Say, Jesus, I will live for you. Say, Jesus, all my life, I will live for you. You are the first in my life. You will forever be the first in my life. In my business, you are first. In my marriage, you are first. Amen. Okay. I want to see you in heaven, eh? And then we will jump. And then we will say, you see the toil. You see the pain we went through. You see all the pressure. Even when the day I didn't have money, I walked on my feet. I was listening to Archbishop Duncan Williams, one of his stories. He would not have been who he was if he had not persevered. There was a day he didn't have money for transport. He had to walk from where? Is it Spinkters or somewhere? To Carnation? Pentecost, a man of God at Pentecost who introduced him, him to uh, Archbishop Idahose's Bible school. And he says he didn't care whether he was walking or was flying. There was something burning in him that he needed. He walked, walked, walked from sphincters. And you can imagine those times. Bush. Walk through. Bishop Adam was telling us. We went to him. He was the one telling us the story. Walked, walked, walked to the bush. There. He said, Nick, you are here. He said, yes, sir. How many days did you walk? Two, two days. Came back for the following day. People have been through things, though. And when they are enjoying what they enjoy, don't envy them. Don't envy them at all. Because when you go through, listen, when Paul had gone through all this, it was for no reason. It was not by choice or by, by, by chance that God gave him the whole gospel as his inheritance. Show us Romans 2.16. Romans 2.16. 
I want you to read one go. The gospel. God gave him as an inheritance. You can't take it away from him. Abraham, God gave him the whole of heaven. Heaven, where we are coming to go. It belongs to Abraham. Which one will belong to you? Do you know what Paul said? Paul said, and God, the one that sits upon the throne, he shall be my prize. Forget about, you know, when you say we are going to heaven, you are thinking about mansion where you will sleep. Abba. Paul said, and God shall be my prize. Do you know what it means? It means you guys can take every other thing, but the man that sits upon the throne, he, I want him as the reward. And he started saying that when he was here. He said, I wish that I die, that the power that raised Jesus shall raise me up as well. He started saying this and seeing it. He said, God shall be my prize. What shall be your prize? It's bedroom house in heaven. A mansion in heaven. Paul said, God shall be my prize. Hallelujah. I'm just staring you up. You know. So that you do more for God. Okay? Alright. Let me just touch on the Jesus in the flash story. I just I just talk about two things and then we close. All right, Genesis eight six to twelve. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Uh huh. And he sent forth a, a raven, or raven. How is it mentioned? Raven. Raven, which went forth to and fro, until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Uh-huh. Also, he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. Uh-huh. But the dove found no rest. I want you to notice three things here. Raven have no rest for the sole of her feet or foot and she returned unto him unto the ark for the waters were on the face of the whole earth then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark oh I love that statement and you know what ark is right you know who Noah is right uh-huh. so you add all of them and he stayed yet another seven days. And again, he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came in to him in the evening. And lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So no one knew the waters were abated from off the earth. Uh-huh, 12, the last one. And he stayed yet another seven days. 
and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. Go back to verse 6. Are you ready for some? Okay, seven. Okay, so the Bible says that, and he sent forth a raven, a raven, which went out. The Bible says that, you know, when the rain stopped after 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says that God locked up the heaven and the rain stopped. When I saw that statement, I just knew God still has some anger and some judgment. But that one is, wait, is waiting for when the rapture is done. It shall be poured on everyone who did not believe in Christ Jesus. And that's how come that wrath and anger is the one that can carry a man and put him in a lake of fire. When you go home, you just go and Google Volcano. See how Volcano flows. That one, Volcano cannot be compared to the lake of fire. Volcano is molten magma, right? The Bible says that the, the, the lake of fire is burning brimstone and sulfur. You see, when you see this in the Bible, you go and Google and check. So that you can see the heat. You see the sun. The sun is burning gas. It's gas that is burning. Sulfur and a few. The one that you can't use. But this one is like a sea. Sea. Of burning brimstone. So you go and check brimstone. Suffer. Suffer. Not suffer. Burning. And you know what, what scares me? It's not like a river that is flowing away. It is stagnant. And every part burns. So whichever part you are, whether the shore or the inner. You know why? Because it is a judgment, it's a, a, a final death position for Satan. You know Satan is dead the first time. He will die again. And he must die in that lake of fire. So God does not want any human being to be part of that one. But unfortunately... He came into this world not to condemn the world of sin, but through him that the world might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that does not believe is already condemned. This is why we will spend over 30,000 Ghana cities or more to have a program and go and tell them the grace of God. Jesus loves you. On that day, there were a couple of these guys. They were sitting at the back there. I don't know if you saw them. And when I was talking about the grace, I saw two of them in tears. One stood up and lifted up his hands. I said, God, thank you for his life. If he's the only person, why we went to Dansoman, I am excited in my spirit. That at least we stop somebody from going into the lake of fire. I keep telling you, the only time you can wipe away tears from the, the eyes of Jesus, the face of Jesus, is to win a soul for him. Because he does not want to see Father, I pray that you will give some people here encounters into hell. Let them go with you. And let them see how your heart breaks to see people that you created in your image 
burn with agony and pain. I pray. Say amen. amen. It's not easy. Oh. Have you been to the mortuary before? How many of you have entered the mortuary? I'm not saying you, you saw it on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, you enter. Hey! Listen, it would, it would change your mind. You realize that this body is nothing. You're on the earth, you're doing, mm, me don't touch me. Mm. When they throw your body here, you see some madman's body on you. And, and the mouth kissing you. Mm. Wake up, wake up and say, get off me, get off me. <laughs> mm, don't touch me. Mm. 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 See this, this guy with sauce all over his body. They were throwing him somewhere. And then when they threw him, no, it's bomb bomb on your face. Then, then you say, mm, get up. This body is nothing. When you enter there, you realize that this body is nothing. So when God is saying that, feed your spirit. Feed your spirit. Feed your spirit. Some of us, we waste time on the body. I'm not saying don't look good. But if you spend three hours on your body, spend seven hours on your spirit. Bible says bodily exercise profited little. Thank you for listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian rayma night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our frenesis service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-27510800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed in the name, victory in the name.